friends, thank you for everybody gathered here to join together and worship your name. Help us to um, commute with you and get closer to you as we talk about the Bible and the things that are of meaning to us. In your name I pray, amen. Um, thank you, Harold, for being concerned <laughs> on me being here. Um, I'm just very uh, grateful that I get to share some of the things that I've been going through and learning uh, with you guys. I talked to Sandy earlier, and I said, I think I have something that I wouldn't mind sharing. And like I said in the past, uh, most of those ideas end up being a message to myself. And then after I struggle with it for <laughs> a very long time, then I feel like if it's making me see things differently, then I'm willing to share with other people. Um, I don't... Um, so I finished my, uh, almost finished my career in the university. And there is a lot of the knowledge that I'm taking with me that I hope that it can go to other people and help them see science and nature and the way things work with a greater perspective of God's greater hand working to make things possible. So I want to start today with this idea of biology, because when we look at things and we try to understand things, we always have to categorize them in different things. <clears throat> and so I... Um, if we look at cells, like we all know what cells are, we all know what they're like, they're like a basic component of life. So if we look at them, then uh, we know that cells have to, for them to live, they have to be able to reproduce. We know they have to be able to digest, they have to be able to eat. And then they also have to be able to get rid of waste or to be able to uh transfer the things that are that they make or the things that are on long down the road will gonna make them uh, be bad or or die so <clears throat> in 2013 the uh, Nobel Prize in physiology and medicine was given to uh, these individuals who discover the machinery that helps regulate the cellular transport system. And, and if we break this down, they basically figure out down to a molecular level what allows cells to transfer things from the inside of the cell to the outside. But they, they literally like look down to like what exactly is causing them or allowing them to do that. So if we look at cells, they are, um, what they do, they look like bubbles. They, they get these bubbles where they put all their waste and everything they want to get rid of it, and they, they package them in these bubbles, and then eventually as the bubbles trans, uh, travel to the cell, they go and uh, get released outside. And everything that was within that bubble, it just goes somewhere else and gets, somewhere else and gets digested. Um, but the, the, the cool thing they, they did to, to make sure to see how these things work was they use um, pufferfish toxin. We know that the pufferfish that if you eat it like sushi, you, sometimes people die because it, it blocks 
parts of your body and you can't breathe and then you die. And so what they did, they took small amounts of this toxin and they put it in cells and they tried to block the regular mechanisms that they did. And then when they will put this toxin, then the cells will not release these things that they were holding onto it. So they were trying to see, okay, if we put this here, if we put this here, eventually they froze these mechanisms when they were unable to transfer things from one to another. And then they shine light into it and then eventually got a confirmation of what things were supposed to look like. And so they came out with these complexes called a snare complex. And this complex is made of three different types of proteins. And so <laughs> they, uh, one of them, is, it is in the bubble. One of them is in the bubble that the cell is trying to get rid of it. The other part is in the membrane of the cell. And the third part, it comes in the middle. So I'm going to go slowly with it. So cell makes, let's just say, it digests, it eats something, and it's trying to get rid of it. So it packages this bubble, and it's floating within the cell, and then it gets closer to the membrane. So I want us to think as these proteins as some sort of arms, because they're very long, and they're kind of coily. So when when they they get close to the membrane, the, the part that is hanging loose from the bubble that we want to get rid of it grasps into the other part that is in the membrane. So they hold on to each other. And then once they are holding on to each other, this third part comes and grabs both of them and pushes this bubble out of the cell and gets rid of the toxins. So... <clears throat> So people was trying to understand, like, what causes these interactions. And when I was learning this, I was thinking of our human struggle to get rid of impurities, to get rid of things that we don't want to have within ourselves. But it's so easy for us to get things within ourselves. Sin is really easy. We acquire attitudes, behaviors, uh, things that are not very good within ourselves. But to get rid of them, then it, it is harder. It is very hard. And I was thinking, when if cells have to have these three different hands working together to get rid of things, and they, they have to use energy to make all this work, I was thinking, for ourselves, then we have to have a stronger relationship complex that allows us to get rid of these things, not at a faster pace, but with more assurance of getting rid of them. So I kept I keep thinking about this and how this applies to my life and how these um, can relate to some other people. And then I. Um, I've been coming over to Sonia's, and I've been been able to go over the weekends. And uh, just one night in the weekend, I go and read the kids a story, a bedtime story. And uh, I, Charlie really likes the story of Daniel. And so I think these books were read to me when I was a little kid. And I, I think people here has probably been read these stories. And... Um, it was, it was a very, very cool story, and I want to read it to all of us from the book perspective. So if all the kids want to come up in front, then we're going to have a story time for the adults and for the kids, and then we will 
finally put things together. Okay. Okay. Come on, let's let's sit here together. We're gonna all read a story together. Come on, guys. Callie, Weston, come on. Come sit down. Okay. So. Any, if you remember how the book stored, you probably remember the pictures. Uh, so many years had gone by since Daniel had been take, had been taken a prisoner to as a prisoner to Babylon. He had grown to be a wise good man, and now that a new king sat upon the royal throne. The new king soon learned that no matter what happened, he could trust Daniel. So the new king made Daniel ruler next to himself. Over all the people of the kingdom, over all the wise men of the kingdom, over all the princesses of the kingdom. Sit down, sweetie. The princess became the older princesses became very angry with the king, and because he had made Daniel the ruler over them, they were so angry that they became plotting a way to get rid of Daniel. One of the bad guys said, "We'll find some fault in him and go tell the king." So the the bad guys watched Daniel, but not a fault could they find within him. Daniel didn't lie. He didn't cheat. He was never late. He did not work well. He did all his work very well. I know what we can do, said one of the princes. Tell us what. What can we do? Have you not seen Daniel open his window towards Jerusalem in the morning, noon, and night? Have you not heard him pray to the God of heaven? As the older prince, well, what this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna write a law that anyone who prays to any god except the king for thirty days shall be thrown into the lion's den. The king will be so pleased. He will not think of Daniel. He will seal the law. Ha 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 ha. So the princesses brought the law and took it to the king. Oh, king, we wish to honor you," said the said one of them. "We have written a law that anyone who prays to any god except you, O king, for thirty days shall be thrown into the lion's den." The king was pleased and asked for wax that he might seal the law. The servant dripped melted wax on the paper, and the king pressed his ring into it. And the law was sealed, and it could not be changed. Messengers were stationed in the city streets, and they read the new law to the people. The messengers shouted, "He who shall pray to any god other than the king for thirty days shall be thrown into the lion's den." Fathers and mothers stopped to listen. Boys and girls stopped to listen. Daniel stopped to listen, and. To, and, to, and to hear the strange law. Several of the princesses hurried down the street to lead to Daniel's house. They hid where they could see the window that Daniel always opened when he prayed. Okay, are we listening? Then Daniel saw, 
they saw Daniel go in and then all of a sudden, maybe he will not open the window or maybe he will hide behind his closet and not pray. But Daniel went up, opened the window. They all saw him open the window. They didn't even wait for Daniel to say amen. They raced to tell the others. Together they were going to tell the king what Daniel had done. The king was so sad, so sad for his friend Daniel. He was very sorry that he had sealed that law. Guards brought to Daniel to the lion's den. Other guards rolled away the stone from the opening to the den. The lions were hungry. They could hear growled. Oh, one guard seized Daniel by the arms, the other by the feet, and they threw him down to the roaring lions. Suddenly, everything became quiet. The lions no longer roared. The ground no longer trembled. The proud princesses smiled to one another. They had got rid of Daniel, and they were sure they will never see him again. But the king, the king, he wept. Day turned into night. The moon came up. Hundreds and hundreds of stars sparkled in the sky, but the king could not sleep. He refused to eat. He wouldn't allow music to be played. From time to time, he listened towards the window. Often on other nights, the lions roared. But tonight, the lions were quiet. The next morning, as soon as the sky began to come to light, the king sent for his guard and hurried to the lion's den. The guard rolled up, away the heavy stone. Anxiously, the king called down into the den. Oh, Daniel, is thy God, whom thou servest, able to deliver thee from the lions? Will Daniel answer? Was he still alive? From down in the lions then came Daniel's quiet voice. O king, live forever. My God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me. Jesus joyously the king ordered the guard to take Daniel up to the lion's den. The guard let down the rope to Daniel Harley and was Daniel pulled out. When the lions began to roar and the ground to tremble, there wasn't a a tear in Daniel's clothes. There wasn't a claw mark on his hands, and there wasn't a scratch on his face. Even as God sent an angel long ago to shut the lions' mouths, to keep them from hurting Daniel, just so he has promised to send an angel today to protect everyone who loves him. Do you love him too? Okay? Now let's go back to to sit with mom and dad, okay? <laughs> go back and sit down. Go back and sit down with mom. Okay, you can sit. <laughs> you just didn't say it. So I wanna I wanted to read this story for the kids. You guys can sit down if you want, or you can stay here if you want. Because it's the story of Daniel that we all have heard so many times. But it's it is such a clear reminder that there is a powerful God that has saved people in the past and can continue to save all of us today. So how how can I bring all these two together? Because 
this story has touched me for the past two, three weeks in a way that it's never had done it before. And I was thinking this as cells coming to a process where they get rid of things that they don't like. And these mechanisms allowing them to get rid of things in an easier way by grasping onto each other. But then I look at individuals when they are in the deep of their struggles, dealing with the lion's mouth. And I was thinking, I have these lions in my life that I'm scared of. But the lions that I deal with are probably not the lions that you deal with every day. And these lions are constantly in a pit of darkness, reminding us that in our human ability, we can't do anything. And what's interesting about this story, because the story highlights this friendship of Daniel and the king, that not even his best friend, as the king used to call Daniel, was able to save him from these circumstances. And I think us as individuals, we go to a process where we rely sometimes our struggles, we rely what we're going through into powers that at the end of the day will not be able to save us. And I'm not saying that having relationships, I'm not saying that having people in your life, good friends, is unhelpful, but at the end of the day, the consistency of your relationship is what going to cause the lions to have their mouths shut. I think that redemption and salvation happens at a macro scale, but it also happens in a micro scale. And if you look at it from one end to the other, you see that God is constantly helping you keep a consistent relationship with him for you to survive the pit of the lions that you're on. I, I don't think there is a point that we can say we had it together. The, 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 when you look at Daniel, he was such a, a man that, that had very, like very little flaws as a human. He, he was so consistent with what he did. When he struggled with the um, inter, interfere, intersecting for the people, he always prayed as he was one of them. And, and he is, is sometimes it's hard with my sinful humanity to relate to something that perfect. But I, I can't imagine him every single day with that fear of dying, getting up and opening that window and praying to a God that he knew he was going to pull him through it. Um, it's really interesting to me that um, in science you see these connections of numbers of threes, of numbers of sevens, and like a lot of people can say that they are um, they are casualty or they are just happen because it happens to be. I, I like to think that God put his word in everything that he made. And I think when I look at these cells trying to get rid things of things that they don't want, I think of them as ourselves being a bubble of just waste. But in between that waste, we have the ability to have a, 
an arm sticking out and waiting to be grasped. And then I see God in this side of the edge of like having you or your point to get rid of things as him standing out that other arm. But the distance comes close enough, but it isn't it is only until Jesus Christ who knows what human is to be and what what God is to be that gets that hold and makes it together and allows that getting rid of waste. I struggle every day with the idea of salvation and the idea that I'm good enough, that I'm going to make it, that I'm going to be able to enjoy these promises that come. And, And there are many times when I surround myself in these den that is so crowded with lions and sometimes my like my lack of consistency makes me lose faith and hope that God still can close those lions mouths for me I I love that children read this story and down the road can't think about it differently because the world is turning in things differently to a point where there will be no hope than to just extend your arm and wait on Jesus to help you grab God and get rid of the things you don't want. Um, there is this hymn that I really like. Um, it's hymn 181. And I oh oh one parenthesis I grandpa I did talk about I did talk about it with Julie last night because yesterday at soup supper we were talking about cougar stories and <laughs> Rex said about some lady that had eye contact with the cougars and was able to um, communicate with the cougars and I <laughs> I told Julie did Daniel get into the lions then and try to blink to the lions and see if he communicate with them but. I, I can't imagine the fear. I can't imagine the fear of going down to a pet like that and grasping on what you, that faith that you had been building up through your life. And that him is like, does Jesus care? Because <laughs> sometimes it's easier to let that darkness and the fear to those lions to think that Jesus does not care, that Jesus has given up, that Jesus has turned his back and you're on your own. But then you look at something like this that says, oh, yes, he cares. I know he cares. His heart has touched my grief. Then you like, okay, he does care. I can look to a new beginning tomorrow. Um, I'm going to try to play it, and then we can all sing, and then the program can continue.
Dear Jesus, thank you for always giving us that extra help that we need to reach out to the Holy Father's hand. I know we're all hurting. I know we're in the middle of lions trying to take our lives away from trusting that you have the power to shut their mouths. I know it's been a lot of sleepless nights. I know it's been a lot of days where a lot of us have wanted to give up on trusting your word and trusting that you have everything under control. But I pray that you continue to empower us and even if we don't think we have the strength enough to hold our hands to be rescued, that you give us that power and that energy to continue reaching out for your help. Stay with all of us and the people that's not here that we love so dearly. In your name I pray, amen. We're going to sing a closing song. It's going to be Not Today. And I think it kind of goes along the lines of uh, the sermon today. Because I was just reading it. And it says, trouble won't throw me, won't break me, won't scare me no more. Fear must have thought I was faithless when it came for my heart. And then it says, because I got a song that will never die. I know your love is the reason why. And then it's a few uh, verses later it says, because I know your life is the life in mine, and I know your love is the reason why. So I think, you know, going along with the, the sermon today, it's because of what Jesus, what God has done for us, that we have life. So uh, if you can, please stand and sing with us.
Happy Sabbath.